0: Genesis is, uh, is where we're going to start. And I'm going to turn your attention here to chapter, chapter 12. I'm sorry, Exodus, forgive me, y'all. It'd be good if I get you in the right, in the right chapter. Chapter 12. Verse 31, he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and he said, rise up and get forth from among my people. This is Pharaoh. He said, rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and your children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as ye have said. He didn't want to let them go. How many remember last month we preached about the blood? Brother help Robeson, help me. We had a door frame up here, and we preached about it. Yep. <clears throat> Once once that death took place, Pharaoh was ready to let them go. He said, take a hike. And so they took off, took a bunch of stuff they had gotten from the Egyptians with them. When they left, they left well. Most people travel home from Christmas with stuff. If you don't, you're going to the wrong house. Do Christmas somewhere else next year. (laughs) Chapter 14, verse 8. Get about halfway down into that verse of verse 7. It said all the chariots of of Egypt, those captains. What's happening here? I'll tell you what verse 8 says. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Again. Again. Yeah. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who had set himself up as a god in that day. And he pursued after the children of Israel. Now jump over. We're going to do a little jump around. Jump over to verse 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord, the same Lord that hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land. Everybody say dry land. land. And the waters were divided. Jump down to 23. And the Egyptians pursued. Because when your heart is hardened, or you're following someone whose heart is hardened, you often do not count the cost. The Egyptians pursued, and they went after them into the midst of the sea, even all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Verse 27 And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea. Too often we pray our way in, we just don't pray our way out. The sea returned the sea returned to its strength when the morning appeared the egyptians fled against it the lord overthrew the egyptians in the midst of the sea now i, I i'm telling you i don't think i would choose to preach this i've prayed i've sought god i I've tried to ask him i don't think i'd i'd say hey what's my december 27th sunday morning message uh, i don't think i would draw this up but i i, I want to preach to you today on The fact that the truce was temporary. The truce was temporary. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven if you're willing and comfortable, and I want you to pray that God would help us here for the next little bit. God, I pray you'd help us in this house. Help me to preach with wisdom, with clarity. Help me to preach in a way that would be pleasable to you first and foremost and would be a blessing to this people and would do something in the atmosphere. We need a touch of God on us here, we need our minds to be strengthened. We need our hearts to be connected to Your Word and to Your purpose. We need need You to do a sovereign work. We need more than we can muster up with with some songs and and, and just some gathering together. We need a sovereign move of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying Your blessing to be upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And somebody shout amen. Amen! God bless you and you may be seated. The truce was... Temporary. The war had started and was raging. It began in around July of 1914, known as the Great War or World War I. And it was raging after the assassination of the Austrian. And the men who were enlisted, they were enlisted to fight a battle. A war, no doubt. And in war, there is bloodshed. There is death. In this particular war, there would be such great casualty. The likes of which the earth seemingly could not hold the bodies. But it was only about six months into the world war when Christmas had come upon it. It is one of the more famous Christmas stories that is recorded for our remembrance when between the two camps of the soldiers there was heard from one side the caroling in a foreign tongue. While the soldiers in this fox hole had been hunkered down And the soldiers in the foxhole on an opposing side buried and dug down into the trenches, their backs against them, most of them just young men. It was this time of year where they much rather would have been gathered at home with family and friends, but they were fighting a war they had been placed into. They were fighting both sides for causes greater than themselves and In a time and in a season where they would have chose to be at home, rather they were in the trenches. I'm not sure which one started it and I don't think history could accurately tell us, but there was the singing of a carol. It's told a little bit differently in different ways. You can go and you can look it up in history books and everyone tries to talk. There are some incredible accounts recorded from soldiers that were talk about it. But as they begin to sing the, the Christmas carol, the familiarity of the tune, although not in the same common language as those from the opposing side, there seemed to be something that met in the air and the two groups began to sing along. It's regarded as the great truce on Christmas in nineteen. 19- 14, soldiers that were just firing at one another that day. They had been killing one another only hours earlier. Now, because of Christmas and the nostalgia and the moment and the celebration of life. From one side, there comes a soldier and from another side, there comes a soldier. And it's been acted out. It's been somewhat romanticized in the way that it actually occurred. But Brother Drew, one way or another, there was a precious pause that took place. And battle grounds that were just fighting, you'll see these pictures on the screen. They, these soldiers begin to come out. And there was a truce that took place. Show the next slide and you'll see. (laughs) How can men that are destined, at least by the commanding officers, to kill one another, how could they stop and walk onto the same battlefield where bodies lay from hours earlier? How could they come and stand here? Because in a moment of holiday, In a season of Christmas, they decided to pause the fighting. They stood on a battlefield and they greeted one another. Brother Chris, history says they presented gifts to each other. Something that was in in my trench that I brought with me, a gift that I would give to an enemy. The problem with this, while it's beautiful to consider, is it was extremely temporary. The war did not stop on Christmas 1914. It was going to rage for four more years. Brother Schump, just because the nostalgia of the holiday got to a handful of soldiers did not mean that the war was over. It was still going to be fought. Because by the time that the sun set the next morning, history also records that the shots ring out and another man falls first and both groups are re-engaged in the battle. Momentary pause, seemingly bringing an end to the rivalry. No, no. Just a moment to stop and call a truce for the day, acting as if everything is fine. Can I tell you what I feel from the Lord to help somebody with this morning? And I'm going to say it as clearly as I can before I even get started in this message. Just because 2020 is leaving you, your fight is not over. Just because Christmas season has come, our battle is not over. Thank God for the beautiful trees, and thank God for the lights, and thank God for the gifts. Thank God for the ones that came with a receipt that you can take back. <laughs> But we've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, as I shared with the ministers in the office this morning, when I was driving past, my wife can tell you, we drove past downtown late the other night after we waited for two plus hours to see Christmas lights. We were driving back past and there was a little bit of snow falling. It was Christmas Eve. The nostalgia was high. The snowflakes were falling. We were getting a dusting on Indy. We were singing White Christmas. It was beautiful. And then I began to drive right past downtown and the skyscrapers brother how they were standing there and I looked through the haze of that snow falling and something gripped my heart on 65 South and she'll tell you I began to audibly. My brother was In the car, I audibly begin to cry out, God, help us reach this city. The holiday season cannot take away the fact that we are in a battle, we are in a fight, we are in a war, and I cannot allow some temporary truce to make hell think that we have lost our focus and make hell think that I have lost my. Thank God for the holiday. Listen, I know some of you want to get 2020 behind you. Who would be honest and wave at me and say, I'm ready for 2020 and it's pandemic mess to get gone. How many are ready for that? I love you. I don't want to hurt you. But flipping a day on the calendar ain't going to change it. You just got to make up in your mind. I'm going to fight this battle, whether it's December or January or February or March. I'm not going to face... My, 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 my. I'm not going to skate into the holiday season and act like everything's going to be fine just because of a new calendar year. No, no, no. I am not allowing a temporary truce to tell God that I'm checking out for a while. I don't want the enemy to think for even a moment that I'm not ready to be a man of God or a woman of God or a young person of God. I don't want a temporary truce with the enemy. I want the enemy me to know I mean business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody as loud as you can in your best preacher voice, I want you to say, let my people go. go. Some of y'all have been practicing that. (sighs) Let my gifts go. (laughs) That was happening at our house. (laughs) Let my people go. Let him go. No. The multiple times that Pharaoh has laughed in the face of Moses. Stuttering Moses and his loud mouth, brother. No. Until the night. When midnight came and deaths were in the homes, and I am not, for the sake of your time, going to flesh this story out, but I will tell you that Pharaoh came to the occasion that night and said, fine, just go. Just go. Listen. I want to preach a positive word, not a negative word. But the devil has no real long-term interest in letting go of your family. He Brother Brown, he has no long-term interest in letting us have revival at Indiana Bible College. He has not had a long conversation yesterday. He has no long-term uh, plan on letting us develop preachers. He has no long-term plan on letting us develop young people that love God. He has no long-term plan. Some people are celebrating what's happening in our Sunday school and, and things that are taking place. We got hundreds of kids scattered around the building and teachers everywhere working. He has no long term plan but I want him to know that I am not depending on his long term plan to let me survive I feel like Moses saying but I've got a word from God but he tells them go go it took the death of a bunch of firstborns but he said let them go and so they take off and they take all that gold they take the good gifts they take the stuff that they got from Macy's and the stuff they got from Walmart they take it all And they head out on that journey. The problem is, the Lord hardened his heart again. Have you ever been in a place where you felt like, I think I'm better. I think I got victory. Only to be reminded pretty quickly. Maybe I didn't. Imagine the people that have been depending upon Moses hearing from God. They have been trusting for Moses to hear from God. And brother Lash, they finally get the word. Moses finally gets it. Pharaoh said, just go. Finally, their opinion has changed. They look at Moses in a different light. It seems like things have, have really changed for them because they even had early in the plan, they had failed. They had bowed their faces with the elders. They had worshiped. They had magnified. They had trusted in the promise of God. But Brother Barkus, they're on the journey. They're running forward. But there seems to always be a Red Sea attached to a promise. Why is that? Let me talk to somebody who's lived a little bit that knows you have found, here you are in your promise. How can my promise look like a Red Sea? Maybe somebody bear witness with me. It doesn't seem fair. Am I the only one or to somebody else? Brother Turner, there's times I thought it was, here we go, we got it. We can. This can't be right. Moses, you heard from God, fine, but your directions can't be right. What's the problem? Oh, well, just a little water. But the water is not intimidating as it would be with the sound of hoof prints in the distance. Because the moment you think you've escaped hell, you better listen and tune in very clearly. Hell's coming after you. He is after you. Well, we've had a good holiday season. Get ready. Brother Senior, this is so negative. It's not negative. It's just true. He's just after you. That's why you can't afford one week where you're not in devotion. You can't afford one week where your family's not praying. You can't afford one, you, we cannot afford, I know I've harped on it a little bit the last uh, last month or so, but we cannot allow distraction of the time to get us to a place where we are disconnected from the reality. For everything that is taking place in the physical is being mirrored in the supernatural. And if Brother BT, he wants your family. He wants our ministry. He wants our... Brother Vito, listen to me. He wants you. What? Great young married couple just married right here. You need to hear me hear pastor, real clearly right now. He wants your marriage. He wants... No, 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 no. We got out. We got out. Stop and listen. Because in the distance you'll find that his heart, his mission, his, term, his hatred for you is his hatred for himself. And he is chasing you. I'm going to tell you why the devil hates you. The devil hates you because you get to enact and cash in every promise that he gave up. You get to have the grace of God. You get to have the mercy of God. You get to have the peace of God. And more than anything, you get to have the presence of God. Yeah, you do. You get to have the presence of God. And he hates you for it. But I feel like serving hell. Notice, I hear you coming. But I refuse to be intimidated by you. I refuse to let this. Moses, what are you going to do? I'm going to pray my way through it. (laughs) He just stretched up his hand. He just stretched up his hand. And he began to pray over the sea. Well, that's impossible. They just walked out of impossible. They just walked out of impossible. He stretched his hands over the sea. Can you hear it? I know we always talk about the wind of Acts 2, but can you... Imagine the wind, that east wind, that begins to blow in and all of a sudden that lake begins to whitecap. Can you play it out on your mind standing there on the shore and all of the Israelites that had begun to murmur, it would have been better for us to have stayed in Egypt than to die on this seashore. Why would you... leave? And then all of us... Because when prayer happens, things change. When we call on God, why don't we build a boat? No, don't build a boat. Why don't we make something? Let's make some rafts. No, let's turn around and set some ambushments. No, 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 no. God got us here. Let's let God take us through this. I want to remind everybody in this place, you didn't get here on your own. You got here by the grace of God. And if you're going to move forward, it's going to be because of the grace of God and the grace of God alone. Somebody needs to lift your hands over your situation. Man, I feel something right now. Somebody needs to lift your hands. I know it looks like a sea, but your test is about to become a testimony that he's still good and he's still able. Yes, he is. Stretch his hands. Now, God causes dry land, dry land. But the water wasn't gone. It was just displaced. You want to walk across that? I know it's fun as a Bible story. And so all the water. You you know, you see the little Bible stories where there's like fish, like swimming through the edge, right? I don't know. But imagine him saying, "Uh, lead us across. You're like pushing your aunt out there. For, just, just try, just go. Just test. just test. You know how it is. Some of you that when you were young, you acted tough, you're like, "I've always done this. You do it and all. Make sure you don't break anything. When we were kids, we thought we were ninjas, and we had one cousin that we always made do the stunts first. (laughs) We just want to know if he'd break anything. (laughs) But I didn't come here to die here. And I can't watch the handiwork of God and then be so paralyzed with fear while the miracle's in front of me that I won't... At some point, folk, you got to walk. At some point, you just got to go ahead and put your foot. When you trust in God, it'll put your feet in places they've never been before. Yes, it will. You know the problem with that war that happened in 1914 or the truce that took place on that Christmas day? It was temporary in two ways. It was temporary in geography and it was temporary in time. It was temporary in geography because while we celebrated historically, the bulk of the people fighting that war knew nothing about it. That wasn't all across the battlefront. That was in one area. There's people that fought that battle that have no idea what that was about. They've heard the stories just like you and me, but where they were positioned, the bullets never stopped firing and the blood never stopped flowing. And so when they hear with nostalgia and romanticism the truce of 1914, they want to scream, not for me! And unfortunately, there's people in this room right now that while others want to talk about the celebration of the holiday and want to celebrate what's taking place over Christmas, you don't feel like you stopped fighting for five minutes. Mm, my, my, my. But I've come to tell somebody your fight and your anxiety and your depression and your fear and your battle with your family. And I'm talking to somebody right there, right there, right there. Your battle with your family. Things you've been trying to do in your flesh. I got a word from heaven for you. He's about to take what's been a temporary truce and he's about to turn it into a long time victory. It's only him that can open up the sea. It's only him that can bring you out of Egypt. My God, somebody back hear me right now it is not the will of God for you to feel like you got to be in a battle with your family it's the will of God for you to turn that anxiety and that fear and that depression and that anger you ought to turn it towards hell and stop fighting one another and start fighting the enemy of your soul my 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 We got siblings that can't get along. Man, I I, I don't know any stories, but I know where I'm at right now. We got siblings that can't get along. We got parents and children that are fighting, and I've got a news flash from you. It's not about your personality. It's about the very scheme of hell that wants to destroy your home and wants to destroy your family and wants to destroy your mind. And there's people sitting in this room right now that your family dynamic feels like the Red Sea in front of you, but you ought to wave your hands. You ought to lift your hands over that Red Sea. God is able to... Man, I I can't get away from what I feel right now. God wants to do something in the families of Calvary Tabernacle in 2021. So we're going to have to let this Red Sea get opened up. Brother Gallion. we're going to have to let him open it up. I'm tired of people telling us what cannot happen with the school. I'm tired of people telling us what cannot happen with the church. I'm tired of people acting like we're doing good because we got a few more people. We got a lot to do and a short time to do it. And I'm My, 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 my. I feel something, right? I feel a red sea parting. I feel a red sea parting. Come on, follow me, Pharaoh. Follow me, Pharaoh. Go ahead and get your car. Come on, come on, come on, come on. This is not your miracle. This is my miracle. This is not your deliver. Come on. Come on, because there's coming a day very soon. There's coming a moment very soon where what I prayed in, I'm going to pray out and the waters are going to How bad do you really want it? How bad do we really want it? How bad do we really want victory in our families? If you really want victory in your—I mean, the kind of victory in your family where you don't always have one of the spouses that's depressed, or one of the kids that's in the middle of a fight, or one. This is all right. I know it's heavy. This is all right. In the name of Jesus. How bad do you really want it? I'm tired of acting like everything's okay in Egypt. I'm tired of making bricks and acting like it's fine. I'm tired of taskmasters. I'm tired of, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of. Will you choose Egypt or Red Sea? How about I choose neither? And i got a word for somebody in this house right now. Your truce doesn't have to be temporary. Well, I felt good Christmas. You know why? You were distracted. Man, I'm preaching right now. I'm not yelling, but I'm preaching right now. You felt good Christmas Day because you were distracted. Because you weren't letting your mind run away with it. Because you were having healthy conversations. And you were pounding sugar cookies like a lost gnome. look like one of the Keebler elves missing from the assembly line. You, you were distracted. But I'm going to tell you if we're not careful, we allow a media crazy world to give us temporary distractions where we could find lasting peace and lasting comfort. And la- In His presence, there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You know what I'm ready for? I'm ready for the kind of year where my enemies drowned. I'm Yes, I am. I'm just gonna I know it's Sunday morning, but my God, I feel like preaching. I want a kind of year where cancers dry up and die. I want the kind of year where families all get the Holy Ghost. I want the kind of year where everybody gets baptized. I want the kind of year where Pharaoh's at the bottom of the sea. I want the kind of year... I need somebody to agree with me right now. I want the kind of year where we're not up and then down and up and then down and up and... I want the kind of year where we walk in authority. I want the kind of year where we walk in power. Throw your hands towards heaven right now. Come on, I want somebody to begin to pray that way right now. I want you to pray for family revival. I don't know what mama I'm talking to. I do know one I'm talking to right now. I won't say your name, but I need some moms right now. I need you to war for your family. I need you to war for your family in prayer right now. He can open this up. The wedge between the siblings. Stand with me all over the house and lift your hands, and yeah, but the sea is so great, and the army is so strong. He is greater, and He is stronger. Yeah, but you don't understand. I know what it feels like to take one of their whips across my back. I know what it's like to agonize when I'm not making my quota for the day. I know what it has become to try to find peace in the circumstance. I've learned, Moses, I've learned how to deal with it. I've I've learned how to deal with it. That's not living. It's not living for you to be a child of God that feels like you got to eke by grasping for little pockets of peace. I, I hope I'm helping somebody right now. We got we to make up our minds, no playing games with God. No take, if you ta- I'm going to tell you, you take a day off, Pharaoh's not going to drown. You take a day off, you got to be committed tomorrow to prayer. On Monday, absolutely. You got to be committed on Tuesday. Why? The truce was temporary. We're going to get some some collective wins for the church. It's happening. And I'm all about that, but some of you need some individual wins. I I can't get away from it. Lift your hands with me, will you? I'm I'm trying to land this. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just, Just lift your hands. and. I want you to begin to self-evaluate right now. Have I really been hoping he would just turn away and run? Have I Have I been expecting him to just leave my family? God I need a miracle because the same miracle that delivers me can destroy Him. The same miracle. I need the kind of miracle that delivers my body. I'm asking you really pray right now. There's people in this room. There's people in this room. Forget about anybody else. If it's you at a Red Sea, I want you. I know we're two days removed from Christmas, but if it's you at a Red Sea, I need you to pray like you are. If it's your family standing on the brink, and you haven't seen the water start affecting the being affected by the wind yet, you need to pray. We're getting little wins, Pastor, but we need a big win. We've got some little things here, but we need a big win. We need a big win.